Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is Orpheus and Eurydice as retold by Lillian S. Hyde. Orpheus, the son of Apollo, was a wonderful musician. He had a lyre of his own and learned to play on it when he was very young. This lyre was not quite so fine as a one perhaps as Apollo's famous golden lyre, but it could produce marvelous music. Orpheus often went to a lonely place outside the village where he would sit on the rocks and play all day long. Then the spiders stopped their spinning and the ants left off running to and fro and the bees forgot to gather honey, for none of them had ever heard such sweet music before. The little birds who had their nests in the grass did not know what new singer had come among them. They gathered around Orpheus to listen, some hopping around on the rocks and others swinging on tall weeds and trying to catch the tune. One day, a cobra, gliding by slyly under the grass heads, in the hope of finding eggs or young birds in some ground nest, heard the music and stopped to listen. He coiled himself up, raised his head and swayed back and forth in time to the music. The birds had nothing to fear from him, while such music was filling the air but they knew him well as he lived close by under a rock. As Orpheus grew older, his music became more and more wonderful. When he went to the old place to play, all the animals and birds in the fields and in the forest gathered round him. Lions, bears, wolves, foxes, eagles, hawks, owls, squirrels, little field mice and many other kinds of creatures were in the audience. Even the trees in the grove nearby tore themselves up by the roots and came and stood in the circle around Orpheus so that they could hear better. Their branches cast a pleasant shade over the other listeners and over Orpheus, as well keeping off the hot rays of the afternoon sun. The nymphs of the valley soon made friends with Orpheus, And when he had grown to be a man, one of them, whose name was Eurydice, became his wife. One day, as Eurydice was running carelessly through the meadows, she stepped on the cobra that lived under the rock. Although the cobra was always gentle when under the influence of the magical music of Orpheus, he was not so at other times. He turned instantly and bit Eurydice on the ankle. Then Eurydice had to go down to the dark underworld where Pluto was king and Proserpine queen. When Orpheus came back to the meadows, he could not find Eurydice. He took his lyre and played his sweetest, most entrancing strains while he wandered all about the mountains and valleys calling to her. Her sister nymphs joined him in the search and everywhere the hills echoed their calls of Eurydice, Eurydice but there was no answer. Orpheus could not bear to give up Eurydice for lost. After he had looked everywhere on earth, 
without finding her he knew that she must be in the underworld he made up his mind that he would go down and play before king pluto he thought perhaps he could persuade pluto and proserpine to let her come back to the sunny valley again so he went down into pluto's kingdom and there he played such a very sweet sad song that tears came into the eyes of all who heard it even pluto whom men thought very hard-hearted could not help feeling sorry for the singer when the song was over orpheus implored that eurydice must be allowed to return with him to the upper world saying that he could not return without her pluto consented to let her go on one condition and that condition was that orpheus must have faith to believe that eurydice was following him and until he reached the upper air must not look back to see so orpheus started back again playing softly on his lyre the music was not sad now you would have thought that the dawn was coming and the young birds were just waking in their nests in the darkness for it is always dark in the underworld eurydice was following but orpheus could not be sure of this he slowly climbed the steep path over the rocks back to the world of light and warmth just as he had almost reached that familiar world see the glimmer of a sunbeam reflected on the rocks he felt all at once as if eurydice was not there the thought flashed into his mind that king pluto might be deceiving him he turned his head and by the dim light which was beginning to break over his path so eurydice fading away and sinking down into the underworld her arms were stretched out toward him but she could not follow him any further he had broken the condition imposed by pluto and eurydice must go back among the shades before we continue with the story let's take a pause for a minute and let me ask you a question what if it was possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right to your doorstep well instacart gives you unlimited grocery deliveries for one low monthly fee forget that one ingredient that you need to make your famous recipe instacart delivers the products you love from your local stores to your door in as little as 1 hour you can shop multiple stores see deals in your area to help you save money and every item is hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items when you buy from instacart they pick the freshest produce and keep your eggs safe too to receive free delivery on your first order of over $35 and to support the show sign up to instacart using the link in the show description remember it's important you use the link to support the show instacart never set foot in a grocery store again right let's carry on with the story now oh if only he had not looked back eurydice was lost indeed now orpheus knew that it would be of no use to try again to bring her to the upper world he did not go back to the pleasant valley in which he had grown up but went to live on a lonely mountain where he spent all his days in grieving for eurydice the music that came from his lyre was so sad now that it would have broken anyone's heart to hear it when the wind blew from the north the people who lived at the foot of the mountain could faintly hear the mournful wailing sound 
of the lyre. It came down the mountain to them almost every day for seven months, and then the north wind did not bring them those trains anymore. Some said that Orpheus had been killed by lightning, and others that he had been torn in pieces by the maenads, certain wild half-crazed women who wandered over that mountain, but no one ever knew what really did become of him. His lyre floated down the river Hebrus, and then out to the sea, sending out sweet sounds as it went, with the rise and fall of the water. One day, when the waves ran high, it was cast up on the shore at the island of Lesbos. There it remained till it was all overgrown with vines and flowers, and half buried under falling leaves. The nightingales were said to sing more sweetly on that island than in any other place. Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabberingshin or you can email me at iamshinjan at gmail.com So that is I-A-M-S-H-I-N-J-A-N at gmail.com Please subscribe to my podcast if you have liked my work and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward. Adios. Thank you.